This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. Um, another great episode for you, we're doing a guest today. You know that this year I'm kind of going back to mostly uh, solo shows as I did back long in the beginning. The last couple of years we've done only guests. And so this year I'm hand selecting my guest very strategically. And we have a great human on with us today. Uh, I hope you're having a great uh, start to your holiday season uh, you're probably listening to this in mid-December is my guess. And so depending on where you are in the world, maybe you've got snow, maybe you don't, but it's the holiday season. And I love the holidays for one reason, mostly because everyone is usually much kinder this time of year. And so that's kind of the reason that I really enjoy the holiday season. And so friends, I hope you're having a great start to your holiday season and a great end uh, to 2022. It went by so incredibly fast, but it's been a really, really good year. So I hope you're well. Hope you have peace. And so today on the Mitch Gray Show, I uh, have a new friend in life that is going to share with us some great wisdom. Uh, Gigi Sabat is joining us today. Gigi, welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. It's so wonderful to have you. Thank you, Mitch. It's such an honor to be here today. Yeah, and we're actually doing a one-for-one. I think uh, later on, uh, I'm going to be recording as a guest on your show. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to start here, get the ball rolling, make sure we highlight you in a way that's incredible and the great work you're doing. And then I'll come on your show. We'll try and do it again. What do you say? I love it. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, let's rock and roll. So Gigi, uh, you you have a, a great passion for uh, faith and for um, people and for bettering the world. And you've got great stories that I'm sure we're going to dive into in the next 30, 45 minutes. Uh, but when a person goes on your website, wow, there's so much work that you and your team are doing that is really incredible, first of all. So thank you uh, for shining bright in the world and for doing your best to, to better the lives of others. But your, uh, your bio is pretty expansive. You are the CEO and founder of Life Service Center of America, a motivational keynote speaker, award-winning author of the Walk With Me and God First books uh, that, by the way, have been endorsed by Les Brown, uh, the co-author of several books uh, that have had success. And I love that you've pinpointed out you're a first-generation Haitian-American, a financial expert, uh, chapter leader in Florida for the World Women Conference and Awards, and as we just alluded to, you're the host of a podcast as well, the Walk With Me podcast, among uh, many, many, many other uh, things in life. And so, Gigi, I like to start with a big question once we get rolling and I read bios so that we can really dive deep uh, into the waters of life for our listeners. And so the big question I have for you to kind of launch us, when I look on your website, you are obviously multi-talented. Um, when you and I had a chat a few months ago, you know, you kind of shared with me some of your history, again, multi-talented, a lot of success. Um, and on your website, there are a few statements that kind of allude to one of them blatantly, but the other ones kind of allude to the idea that multi-talented people can make really, really great leaders. 
I have to assume we laughed before the show that I don't like to assume, but I feel like I'm going to be pretty close here. I have to assume that your passion for multi-talented leaders is a direct reflection of who you are as a multi-talented person. And so my question is, why have you come to the conclusion that multi-talented people make such great leaders? Is there a story behind that? Um, is there something that kind of brought you to that place in time? Share with the listeners kind of what led you to that statement. Wow, Mitch, such a great question. I love it. And so, yes, sir, there is a story behind it. And it's through observation and listening to folks and also through my own research, I found that there are individuals who are multi-skilled. And oftentimes what we find here in our society is folks are afraid to come forward about their other skills that they're good at. They feel that they, they have been told several times that they can only be good at that one thing. And so what do they do? They shut it out completely. They say, well, I was told I couldn't be creative. So I shut out all of my art pieces. I closed out the, the guitar case. I put it in the closet and I just, I completely just stopped playing the piano, things of that nature. And, and I say, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? You, you can play the piano, you can play the guitar, you can draw, or you can sing, and you're keeping that? And you're keeping that from society because of something you were told? No, bring it to the forefront. And so those are the same individuals that they're, they're really good at business or they're really, they have really good leadership skills. No, bring all of those leadership skills and you can actually intertwine the two. I know several people, for example, I know someone who's a doctor and they can sing. And they right. sing, they sing their hearts out. So if you're listening to this message today and you can sing, sing your heart out. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. I believe in you. Yeah. It's so amazing that that your response is what it is. First of all, I am 100% in line with that. Um, I was actually editing a, a podcast yesterday that I was on a few months ago, and I evidently made, sometimes you make statements and you forget you make the statement. <laughs> so you're like, I hope I'm true to myself in those statements. And normally we are, but I made a statement on this podcast about the amount of people I've met in, in my life over the years who have said, you know, I've always wanted to write a book or, you know, I've written a book and it's saved on my computer. And my question always is, well, why have you not written that book? Or why don't you publish that book? And the response is almost always the same. And it's what you alluded to. It's that fear of almost approval. It's that fear that if we really allow our fullness to show up, that we may or may not face the rejection that we so fear. What we also know is 90% of the stuff we make up in our minds don't come true. Like that normally doesn't happen, but it's it's very much in line with what you're saying is there is often something within us that says no. And you also said something that I think is very true. At some point in time, we were probably told no by a second grade teacher or by a high school coach or by a spouse or a partner or a parent who said, no, you can't do that for a living, or no, that doesn't make sense. Or we hear the sayings, starving artist. And it's like, who says you have to be a starving artist? Like, why is that the expectation? And so my question to you becomes, with all of your experience with so many different people from various cultures, I'm sure from across the world, what's the common thread that you've heard echo for the reason that people tell themselves no? Great question. Fear, fear. Mm. So if you're listening to this message today 
It's important to remember faith over fear. And it's also important to utilize all of your skills for the greater good to continue to serve God's people. And so it's all about balance too. So write this down, ladies and gentlemen, faith over fear. And also too finding the balance. So yes, you can, for example, as the example I utilized earlier, you can be a doctor and you can sing. Finding right. balance between working and also that time to produce music. Do you find that there there's um, kind of a common message in our really, for lack of better words, our workforce-centric, our hustle-centric culture that we see now that creates more barriers than maybe in the past that, you know, let, let's continue your example, the doctor who is a singer, but it's like, my gosh, I have to hustle to continually build my practice that they might literally get to the end of the day and they've expended all of their energy on what everyone else tells them to expend their energy on. Um, a, is that a problem that you see? And B, what can the remedy be um, to that issue? Great question. I love it. What is the remedy? Time management. Yeah. And also wow. shifting the mindset from I can't to I can do it and having that faith in the things that you cannot see and having that confidence in the things that you cannot see and, and prayer truly matters and also letting go and letting God and letting him direct your steps and understanding that having that faith and again, that hope that you can do it. Yeah. So much of your expertise is already shining through. I want to I want to move the pendulum pendulum a little bit. Everyone has arrived at where they are through a path, multiple paths, multiple scenarios, multiple circumstances. Everyone has a story. What's the highlight of your story personally that helped you arrive at where you are today? I don't have any highlight to be honest. I'm just grateful yeah. to be here. I almost passed away a few years ago, uh, and so for me. I just understand God's purpose for my life, which is to continue to serve his people, but understanding that this is the new spiritual platform he's led me to, to now serve his people, because all my life I was already helping people. That's something that I love to do, period. But essentially now I'm really, really in tune on a different level than ever before in regards to what he needs me to do and how he needs me to do it. And so if you're listening to this message today, step into God's purpose for your life. And so, as I mentioned earlier, almost four years ago, I almost lost my life, death by strangulation in a domestic violence relationship while in law school. And after that happened, I stepped into God's purpose for my life. And also too, as I was in recovery from the domestic violence, I was also sexually assaulted for the second time in my life. Mind you, I was already sexually assaulted when I was eight years old, which affected my relationships, my social relationships and my trust in others. So really, really letting go and letting God. And also I got baptized again as an adult and I reread the Bible again as an adult and understanding that again, we are the children of God and God will always, always be there for us. And he's with us wherever we go. Yeah, yeah. But first of all, thank you for sharing that. That's, uh, it's interesting, the circumstances that are often thrust up on us. And I like to always say the magic of life is found in the recovery. The magic of life is found in, I've been dealt this circumstance. What do I do with all of this? And how do I allow it to help propel me forward? Whatever that looks like. And for different people in different circumstances, it's going to look differently. But to stay in those moments really doesn't do us any good. But so often we can get stuck in those moments. 
So what does someone do? Maybe even, you know, regardless of their circumstance or what they're dealing with, what does someone do to say, I'm not going to allow life to push the pause button. I'm going to continue somehow moving forward. Great question. Keep the faith. And also mm. if you fall down, get back up and keep up the good fight and, and keep up the good fight. It's, it's a spiritual journey and understanding that God is in control and understanding that we are the children of God. So remembering his whose you are. And also too, I'll never forget going back to, to that moment where I couldn't get up after the strangulation. I, 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 I looking back and I'm thinking of that moment where I couldn't get up. And I remember my phone being thrown across the room and I couldn't get up to get the phone. Mind you, I've never been in an abusive relationship before. Didn't know anything of that nature. No one's ever put their hands on me. So I, I, I am not familiar with that type of behavior. So mind you, as I'm on the ground, I, 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 and I'm thinking back now, just again, grateful to be here. And after everything that happened with the sexual assault, grateful to be here. And for, for your audience today as well, I'll never forget after the sexual assault happened for the second time, I became numb to pain. And, and if you're listening to this message today and you've experienced some sort of challenge or sexual assault, or you have a heart block is what we call it. I encourage you to not give up and remember that you can overcome your heart block. Oftentimes society calls it a wall. I don't believe in that. I believe that it's, it's deeper than that. Why? Because I've been there through my own trauma that I face. And so understanding that you can overcome your heart block. Yeah, that's, that's great phraseology, by the way. It's, 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 you know, having those kind of little spins on words and concepts earlier, I mentioned about, you know, the starving artist. It's like, how can we take a different perspective that will really allow us to view things from a different level, from a different insight, from a different angle? And and I love that phraseology of a heart block. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty powerful, right? So for someone that says, um, let's go back to the multi-talented leader where we started the conversation. For someone that says, I have multiple talents, but I feel a bit directionless. Um, I have multiple talents. Maybe they're looking for a career path. You know, we've seen over the last couple of years, people shifting careers because of kind of the unearthing that's taken place uh, through the pandemic and through other situations. So how does that person say, I'm multi-talented, I may even have multi-passion, so, but how does that really apply to that everyday life of, um, you know, what path I can walk? That is such a great question. And oftentimes, for example, what I do notice is, let's say, for example, someone was an athlete, okay, and now they've entered the financial realm. What I've noticed, of course, they have that same heart of, of wanting to achieve a goal, but I, I've noticed how they were able to pivot it in a positive manner to help others and serve others financially. Actually, a good friend of mine comes to mind as I'm thinking of that, who was a former football player. So, I mean, my goodness, I can't tell you enough how you can utilize all of your skills for the greater good. Right. And you can be multi-skill, just utilize it in a positive way and, and, and you can, you can, you can do it. I believe in you. Do you find that sometimes we overthink it? Yes. Yes. I, I think it's, it's overthought very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then when you, when you take the self-internalization that's taking place and we're overthinking all of this, and then you take all of the outside voices that we allow to kind of infiltrate that it kind of becomes this chaotic world of, self-doubt and not believing, you know, there's this idea of the beginner's mind that 
when we're children, we're actually given kind of this divine idea of who we are and what we're meant to be and kind of the path we're supposed to follow in life. And at some point, as we said earlier, someone tells us no. Someone says you can't be a ballerina. Someone says you can't do this or you can't do that. And we allow those imprints to impact who we become and we become guided by those thoughts. So, you know, what does someone do when they say, okay, I know I'm multifaceted, I'm multi-talented, I have these passions, I believe everything Gigi's saying, but I've got to walk out the door tomorrow. That is such a great question. And I'm going to use a good friend of mine who's actually very open about it. And she came to me for, for assistance. She's a former realtor and mind you, so that's going from corporate now to, to wanting to write a, a children's book and, and really focusing in on writing a book. So she came to me, she said she wants to write a book, but then what came to the forefront was the children's book. And why? Because that was really in her heart all along. You see, she wanted to launch the children's book. And so I listened in and I said, well, what's keeping you from writing that children's book? And so as we went further and we dove deeper into her goals and, and her skills and things that she's really good at, what we found was that those characters in the children's book that she wanted to bring to the forefront to the world all along were there for many, many years. I'm talking about since she was a child. So we really had to dig deep and pass those barriers of what she's been told in society, what she's been told in corporate, in the corporate realm, and, and not to bring this to the forefront. And she did it anyway now. She's brought the children's book to the forefront, Mitch. And I can't tell you enough, the book is phenomenal, okay? Is it is it out yet? Is it released Yes, yet? it's it released. Is? Yes, The Adventures of Spiky and Alien. I Grab your copy if you're listening to this message Good. today. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. The Adventures of Spiky and Alien. I love yes. that. Yeah, that's such a great story. And it's a great story. You know, a, a word that we hear often is authentic. But most of the conversations I hear around authenticity really have nothing to do with authenticity. <laughs> but what we're digging into actually is peeling back the layers of authenticity. And what's amazing is, you know, you read psychological studies, you read, you know, studies of divine nature, you read studies of medical nature. And what's really intriguing to me is a common thread you find over the millennia is that so many of those things trail back to our childhood, to our beginner's mind, to when the curiosity was actually on fire rather than being snuffed out. So what role do you think curiosity could play for someone for them to kind of keep chasing that thread to go, I think I know in my heart, but I just need some permission here. And I think curiosity could be a player in that game. Wow. You have, you ask great questions, Mitch. And <laughs> follow your heart and, yeah. and listen to that curiosity because oftentimes it, it is going back to that, your childhood and listening to that creative mindset that you didn't allow to flow that you may have shut out again, going back to what I found through research and studies was what to what somebody may have told you Yes. Disregard that and remember that you can do it and let that creativity flow naturally. And I actually, I actually have another example. I'll never forget speaking with an agent. She's a social media agent, one, one of uh, something of that nature. And I remember she said that there's a term for it that where they can let their creative flow just run. So, and she said to me, Gigi, can I just have a moment? where I can let my creative energy flow. And I said, sure, let your creative energy flow. And so, and I asked her, what does that really mean? <laughs> because I wanted to know. 
And so she answered me and she said, that just means that I, I just need to let the creative juices flow. And I said, okay, it's, it's, it's self-explanatory. Let it flow. And what she was able to bring to the forefront, Mitch, I kid you not, it was so beautiful. Yeah. It's almost, I was reading one, one of the books I'm reading currently. Um, the, the author used, and when I say chapters, it's like a 40-day book read. So it's not really chapters. It's kind of more like a daily journal type, type book. And one of, uh, a few days ago, one of the entries was about eccentric dancing. Where you just, for those that don't don't know, know that word, um, you just basically turn some music on and just allow your body to flow in the way that it's going to naturally. You're not thinking about it. You're just kind of going. Um, you and I've talked, we have in common an athletic background, you know, at some point you're an athlete and you kind of get in the, you know, you kind of get in the rhythm, you get in the flow, you can't be stopped depending on what sport you're playing. And you don't really think about it. It just happens. And you find that, that automation almost. I often wonder if we've disallowed the automation of our nature to come to the surface. And how we can really begin to bring that back and feed that spirit of who we really are within our personal DNA. I agree. I believe that we have to, at that point, get quiet, self-reflect, and pray. And that's what they say, right? When, when you get in your, in, in your quiet area or zone, so to speak, some folks like to call it that, you get in a quiet space, quiet area, and you really reflect and, and do what works for you. Some folks, it's it's listening to music, peaceful music. I love music too. And so, but also being mindful of what you're allowing into your mind, body, soul, and spirit. What are you really tuning into? What are you observing on television? I'm very mindful of what I watch on television and also what I consume into my mind, body, soul, and spirit. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's really that alignment of energy, right? Of Of who we know ourselves to be um, where we want to be and then making sure that we don't have the negative energies around us that are kind of pulling us away from that. And I really, you know, especially in today's day and age with so much inundation of media and social media and the voices are seemingly louder than ever. And it's like really setting those boundaries becomes critical to, uh, you know, achieving what you're talking about achieving. That's right. Oftentimes folks will see violence on, on, on the television and what do they do? They turn to violence. They think that's the only answer. I'm here to tell you that's not the answer. There are other things to tune into. And I, I love what Forbes Riley says. She says, tune into a podcast, listen to a podcast, go, go learn something. And I, I love it. And I, yeah. it's just true. Read a book. <laughs> yes, read like a book. Something. <laughs> read a book. Get a highlighter out. Highlight your favorite, you know, sentences in the book. Yeah, engage with it. I love that. So, speaking of books, I want to turn the conversation a little bit because you you have written multiple books. Um, I think you have one that released fairly recently, if I'm not mistaken. Um, today, actually, it does. Oh, the celebrations today. Yes, the Healing and Growth book. I'm not kidding you. It's today. Today we're recording this. Amazing. So by the time this releases, hopefully it'll be out. That's so. It yes. will be out. That's incredible. Yes. Um, you you've collaborated on some books. So. What led you to kind of take that avenue of writing books? You know, that's that I tell people constantly. That's as someone again who's multi-talented, has multi-interest, they all kind of stand alone in a way. They're all things that I love to do. But podcasting is different than writing books. Writing blogs is different than writing books. Speaking is different than all of them. So what led you to the avenue of book writing? 
Such a great question. Essentially, God led me to, to write it. And essentially, it was right after actually I almost lost my life, death by strangulation in a domestic violence relationship, and after the sexual assault occurred. And just again, listening to God and just stepping into purpose. And so I'm just grateful to be able to not just, it's, for me, it's, it's more than just writing a book, but also helping others any way that I can. That, again, going back to what I told you earlier, I love to help others and I'm just committed to serving others any way that I can. That's amazing. That's amazing. So give us the titles of your book again, so people can go search. We'll obviously have those in the show notes. The new ones releasing the day of this recording. Amazing. You're about to go to your release party, but kind of run down the ones that you've been through. Absolutely. In regards to the podcast, yeah, books, 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 books. Yes. Okay, great question. So as far as the books go, so Walk With Me launch, and that's all about helping others walk with purpose and also to never give up, understanding that you can't overcome any challenge that you face in your life. And then also God first, understanding the importance of having God first in your life and also the awareness of having him first in our society. The issue is him not being first in our society. We need to bring God back to being first in his proper place, which is first. And then also too, we've launched the Overcoming Heart Blocks book, Inspiring Stories for Healing from Trauma. And what we found was that a lot of individuals, they face some sort of trauma in their lives. And it's not just domestic violence. It's not just sexual assault. It's not just human trafficking. There's so much more to the trauma topic than what meets the eye or what's being spoken about. And so I challenge you and I encourage you to go and grab your copy and really tune into what those folks are saying and how they've overcome their trauma and how they overcome their heart block and understand that you can too. And mind you, Mitch, when I thought I was alone and I was the only one who had a heart block, I found out I was not. Even my own mother came forward about her own heart block. Okay. And then also too, today we're launching the healing and growth book, inspiring stories for massive transformation, understanding that if you're stuck in your life, I hear that all the time. Folks come to me through the, through the ministry, through the door, or they tell me they're stuck. They feel stuck. They're facing a challenge. And so I'm here to encourage you that you can overcome. And so join us on the spiritual journey, so to speak, and understanding that you can heal and that you can grow and that understanding that we are God's children and he has the ultimate power to heal. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. It, it wraps to a question that I had in my mind before you went into all the books. And that is when we're talking about someone who feels stuck, when we're talking about someone who feels uh, challenge. Maybe, maybe they even feel like they're in a place in life that they can't see the light at all. And many of us have been through seasons that we feel like we cannot see a light out of the darkness. How can someone who is walking alongside that person best be a support? Um, I, I think that's a really critical thing for people to consider because oftentimes in the name of goodness and love, we can say the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it does not help the situation whatsoever. So how can someone really kind of prepare themselves? Because I, I'm 100% in line with you. There, There is so much trauma that either we haven't named or we haven't recognized or we haven't even self-recognized, you know, things that we've gone through or et cetera, et cetera. So how can someone who's around someone else really be that support uh, kind of in those moments? Such a great question. Really listen in. That's, that's what I would say. Listen into what those individuals are saying. And oftentimes it's more than what meets the eye and what they're bringing to the surface because, and again, that's that heart block. They have no control over that. 
And how do I know that? Because I've been there. And so I, I didn't know that, that after being sexually assaulted when I was eight, that that would go into my, my adulthood and my, my teenage years and how it would have an impact on my life in general. Again, it affected my social relationships, my trust in others. And I did, what I didn't know is that I would be sexually assaulted again as an adult and how that would cause me to be numb to pain. And I didn't know that, that I would hate being numb to pain. And I didn't know that I would share the darn story as well, but here I am, I'm sharing it. And I didn't know that I was going to be in an abusive relationship. And here's the things, here's the thing. I'll never forget a wise person once told me, you need to share your story. It may help someone. And for me, that was enough to come forward and, and, and to share the story. I'm about to ask you a question I've never asked anyone before, but it just came to mind as you were talking. So I feel like it's going to be a, a, a really important question. What does it mean and or look like for someone to be liberated from those uh, traumas, from those traps, from even, you know, an oppressive situation? What does it really look and feel like for someone to go, oh my gosh, I am free from that moment in time? Peace. Mm. Peace. Yeah. I'm telling you, friends, it's an amazing thing when you can talk to someone through Zoom and feel the energy of what just happened. And I hope you as a listener um, can feel Gigi's energy as she said the word peace. That That is, you know, I think in the modern world, Gigi, we are so filled with noise. It's It's so easy to get off track. It's so easy for the months and days and weeks and hours to just kind of fly by. Um, it takes a real intention to not only sit in our peace, with our peace, maybe even in a community that is focused on peace, but it takes real intention to protect that peace. Um, it takes real intention to protect that liberation and that freedom and that faith and that uh, spirit. And so what are some things that someone can do? You've mentioned some things like prayer and you've mentioned, uh, you know, it, subtly you've mentioned research and study and making sure that you're garnering that wisdom and knowledge. Uh, what are some other things people can do to really protect that peace uh, in a world that seems often so full of, of noise? Be aware of your surroundings. Don't be distracted and really being in tune with God's purpose for your life. And also too, to get to that place of peace and really staying in it and God's purpose, it's right in alignment with God's purpose for your life. The, the God's purpose is, is really holding that peace, right? And really understanding and being in tune with it. But in order to be there, you can't get there unless you do the work and allow your heart to actually go back to the trauma which is not easy to do. How do I know that I've been there? <laughs> I've been there, okay? So really going back to that place. And when you go there, and your audience will know what I'm talking about if you face trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The memories come back. The memories. And then you're, you're asking, you're blaming yourself or your mind wants to blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. Right. Don't blame yourself because that's how you'll go into a deep depression or have anxiety. Yeah. Don't, don't let your mind take you there. But if you're there, if you're, if you're, if you're letting your heart go back there, 
and you're circling back to that trauma, understanding that you can overcome your heart block. It's going to take some time. It's not as easy as one, two, three. I didn't wake up and say, okay, I overcame my heart block. Didn't work that way. Oh no. Not work that way. And understanding that God is in control and letting go and letting God and understanding that he has the ultimate power to heal and, 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 and understanding. And I just let go and let God, God led me to do overcoming heart blocks, inspiring stories for healing from trauma. And and now today's book that's launching healing and grow, not me. And I, I just, I just listened to him. And again, I didn't know that other folks had a heart block or that, 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 I didn't know. I just didn't know. And also too, I didn't know God was going to lead me now to, to, to write healing and growth. And I didn't know all of the people that he chose on the book that are a part of the book would be in that book. So right. each and every one of those individuals, I'm looking at them. They weren't hand selected by me. God chose them. God already knew who was going to be a part of that book. Not me. Yeah. Wow. That This is, uh, these are the conversations that we need to have more often. Right. And at the end of the day, this is why people like you and I love the work that we do. And and quite frankly, almost every guest that I have on the show uh, in, in their own way and story and practice are of the same work. It's like, how can we be about healing? How can we be about oneness? How can we be about liberation? How can we be about um, really helping each other live to our fullness? And that's at the end of the day, in generality, that's our sole purpose in life, right? Is to lift our fullness. And um, that is a div- very divine, spiritual, sacred work is to live to that fullness. Um, and that's amazing. You know, something uh, something you said as you were talking about, you know, walking back around in that trauma and those wounds. That's why I love the word practice because I'm not really having to accomplish anything, but I'm more just learning to be with myself and to potentially be with those moments of trauma. And the more I can practice that, the actually the quicker the healing can begin to take place. But ignoring that does the exact opposite, right? It's like when you ignore it and you suppress it and you shove it down, it's like nothing's ever gonna work out in that scenario. That's right. That's right. You have to acknowledge what you've been through and you have to really sit in it and understand what you've been through. Once you're aware of that and you're able to allow your heart, you really have to open your heart, really, because if if you don't, you you cannot overcome and you can't get to that place that we were talking about, that peace and understanding and sitting in in your God's purpose, God's purpose for your life. So you really have to allow your heart to get there. And, and if you're listening to this message today, you mentioned leadership a little bit earlier. And I, I want to talk to that leader, that individual as well, who's in that leadership role right now. And you have some sort of trauma that you have faced in your life. You haven't really spoken to anyone about it. You know what I'm talking about. And you've been afraid to maybe circle back. You're afraid to really talk about the pain or be vulnerable. I'm here to encourage you that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay. And also I've come across a lot of gentlemen as well who feel that because they're a gentleman that they cannot express themselves or they cannot be vulnerable if you're listening to this message today i know a lot of good friends of mine who are gentlemen who have been able to come to the forefront and again it's because they allow themselves to go there you really have to go there to that place of of, and and yes it's it's a little bit painful because again the memories start coming back and i'm very i'm very transparent about that i've been there so but you have to just 
Let go and let God. It's the myth of manhood, right? The myth of manhood. <laughs> that's uh, that's actually a phrase when back years ago when I used to do a lot of mental health work with young teenage boys. Uh, we talked a lot about the myth of manhood. You know, these lessons of you don't cry, you don't show your emotions, you don't let yourself be vulnerable. And what people often forget is those mythologies, those flat out lies that people were taught. You said it earlier in this show, you carry that into your adulthood. And that begins navigating the way of how you interact with other people. And it's so mythologized. It's like all these lies we believe that are just uh, so damaging. And it's like, we can get through them. We can get through them, but it takes vulnerability. Um, and I'm in line with you there because we teach that a lot. Vulnerability and leadership is a huge strength, not a weakness. And so may we begin having conversations about that, about what it looks like to be uh, a human leader rather than a robotic, mythical character that you think is going to come in and save the day for all the people around you. No, I get out of here with that. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. That's right. And understanding too, that oftentimes what I found through research and studies and, and through my own experience as well, it's not those individuals fault, right? It's yeah, that right. trauma that's been so rooted since childhood. And if you just have a conversation with someone and asking them, sometimes they'll come to the forefront and they'll say, well, I never shared this story before. Why? Yes. Often, often. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but that, that happens often. It's, it's amazing. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Since their childhood and, yep. and their fear going back to what you mentioned earlier, Mitch, the fear and, and then also too afraid to face the truth, the pain and those memories. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Gigi, this has been uh, a very miraculous conversation. Um, thank you so much for coming on. The time has flown by. I know that you've got some amazing things happening in your life today. Congratulations on the book from us to you. So amazing. We're celebrating with you. I want you to leave the people with one last nugget of wisdom that you could just kind of throw out there for people to grab. You got it. If you're listening to this message today, don't give up. If you feel down, get back up and keep up the good fight. And if you have a negative mindset, shift your mindset from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. If you face some trauma, I encourage you to circle back to what may have caused the trauma and understand that you can overcome your heart block and you're not alone and that you're supported in your community. I love it. Thank you, Gigi. Where can the people find you? We will have that in the show notes, but I like for the people listening, tell them how they can reach out to you, where they can find you. And one more time, the name of your newest book and where they can find that. Absolutely. It's healing and growth and understanding the spiritual journey and that you can get unstuck. And also too, you can find me on Life Service Center of America, LLC.com. I love it. Gigi, thank you so much for coming on the Mitch Gray Show. This has been another amazing conversation. Uh, I'm just always so enamored with how the guests just show up. And it's quite frankly, incredible. And it never ends. It's miraculous over and over and over and it never ends. And I love it. So I look forward to being on your show in the future. Hang on the line and we'll close up shop after we record. Uh, friends, thank you so much for listening to the Mitch Gray Show. Make sure you subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, leave us a review uh, and, and a rating. That really, really helps us spread the word and spread the light to more and more people. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media. 
Uh, yeah, and go grab my latest book, How to Hire and Keep Great People. If you're in a hiring position, uh, great read. And uh, I think that's all I've got for you today. So we'll see you next week with another great episode of The Mitch Gray Show.